Aloha, people of God. It's your brother Mike Dillard coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. As y'all know, I get up very early to spend time with the Lord. It is now 4.47 in the morning. I had great worship time, great prayer time, great Bible study time with Holy Spirit. And... um yeah, just very good. And, and you know, some something came up that I definitely uh, wanted to share with you all. And so I'm coming right out. So we're going to jump into the prayer. Um, Father, thank you so much for the grace to deliver this message and the grace to deliver any messages. Thank you so much for the blood of Jesus Christ that identifies us as your children. And thank you for the great love that you have for us. Um you're always watching over us and you're always looking out for us. Thank you for the angels of the Lord that you send to minister to your people, God. You care about us and you're always looking out for us. You'll never leave us alone. Father, I pray for the faith of my brothers and sisters around the world to receive this message and, and, and uh, take it to heart and put it into practice immediately in the name of Jesus. We consider this done. Amen. I love you. Okay, so... Today's title, and y'all can hear, like, I'm not all animated. Again, it is for sun in the morning, y'all. But <laughs> I'm glad to talk to you. Um, the title is Beware Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. Okay? Beware, we'll say beware the wolf in sheep's clothing. So we go here to the scripture right away, right away. 2 Corinthians 11 Verses 13 through 15 says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. Now, I don't usually do this, but I'm going to pull this up also in the New King James Version so you guys can hear this also. Let's see. Actually, you know, it's the exact same wording. So <laughs> I'm just, now I'm going to go to the ESV because I want to make sure there's just a little bit different wording. Again, I don't usually do this, but I find it helpful sometimes. Okay, here we go. This is the ESV version. 2 Corinthians 11, 13 through 15. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. Okay, so the reason I wanted to come on and do this message, and this is an absolute must. I must do this message, right? I told you guys, I think in one or two episodes that there was a, 
a deliverance ministry that I was going to be joining up. And in fact, I had joined that ministry. I was going to be flying out to California to, you know, to get this training and whatnot. And uh, thank God for, you know, my sister Marika, right? I, I told y'all, you know, that I have one or two people that, you know, the Lord always uses to help me. I have like two, right? One is Marika, right? <laughs> which is my ex-wife and the mother of my child and, and, and my sister, right? We're business partners, right? And then another is my brother, Wyatt, right? These two people, they, they've been with me for years, 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 through good, through bad, through up and down, thick and thin. And guess what? There are times because everybody has a blind spot. There are times when you step into a trap and you don't see that it's a trap, Okay. But these people that the Lord have put into your life, you know, to help you, right? They look out for you or whatnot. You know, they see the blind spot. You don't see it. Everybody has a blind spot, okay? And the devil knows that and he takes full advantage. But if you have trustworthy people, and this don't mean you're going to have a whole lot of trustworthy people, right? No, you're blessed if you have one, right? God has blessed me. I actually have two. And now my, there's actually three, right? Because my daughter Kyra is also, Kyra is like that also, highly uh, trained, discerning, and Kyra will sn she'll smell it out and be like, mm, dad, mm, no, 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 right? So technically, I actually have three now, excuse me. Um, and thank God, thank God for these three in my life, right? Because again, Everybody has blind spots. Even like I spend, I spend time with the Lord. I read, I fast and pray. I do all of these things. But even still, I still have a blind spot. And so sometimes I miss things, but they, they'll catch it. And it doesn't mean that the, all three of them will catch it. So sometimes one will catch it and the others don't catch it. But one of those three are going to catch it. Okay. And, and what happens is the Lord will give me time to see that. You know, oh, I missed him, right? <laughs> I, I I took a misstep. That's like he's given me time to get back in alignment and to correct myself, right? But I see what happens is it's when I allow my emotions, and you guys know I'm very transparent because this podcast, it's about training you guys up for warfare, right? It, it's about helping you to not have to go through the mistakes that I went through, right? So that way you will be aware of Satan's plans and his schemes. And hopefully you'll learn from the podcast and you'll, you know, you won't step in that trap. The devil won't be able to get you in some mess. You know, like maybe he got me in some mess or I got myself in some mess. So anyway, I see with myself, if there's something that I really want to do, then, I, you know, even though I prayed about it, it's kind of an invalid prayer. Don't really do nothing. Why? Because in my heart, I already made up my mind. I was going to do X, Y, and Z, right? So when you when you have that happens, and the Bible says, trust in the Lord, lean not into your own understanding, right? When 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 that occurs, it's like, yeah, I I was praying, I was praying, but guess what? It, it didn't really mean anything because in my heart, I had already decided on what I was going to do. So when when those times happen, what does that mean? That means I can't hear the Lord. 
It doesn't mean that he's not speaking to me. It's that I can't hear him because I already made up my mind what I want. Okay. That's a very dangerous thing. It has never ended up well for me. <laughs> never. The times I just sat here praying with the Lord. I'm like, wow, I can remember very specific times throughout my life when I did that thing. Right. And each time the Lord was faithful, he was faithful to come and get me out of the trap. Why? Because I didn't realize it was a trap. Right. I was all geeked up in my emotions. All geeked up in my emotions. And, and, and I missed the voice of the Lord. Okay. This is a, I'm, I'm kind of animated now, but I'm giddy because the Lord delivered me. Right. And he just did it again. He just did it again, man. And he gave me the solution. He took me to the word and I'm a, I'm gonna read that to y'all in a hot second. But so anyway, <clears throat> that, that ministry, the supernatural life with Daniel Adams, right? That was the ministry. And, and you know, I, I watched it on the Internet for some time. You know, like I said, this guy was going around. He's casting out demons and this and that. And people are getting healed. And it looks right. But to be honest, there were some red flags that I saw. But I overlooked them. Why? Because I went by what I saw with my own understanding. And the Bible clearly says Right. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. Why? Because the devil is able to trick you if you just go by your own understanding. If you go by how we walk by faith and not by sight. If you go by what you see, if you go by your own understanding. See, I was watching those videos and I'm like, hmm, it really looks like that. I mean, demons really are. Yeah, that's really going down. And he is saying the name of Jesus and he's praying. But, you know, what occurred to me last night also is that that doesn't mean anything because, you know, Mormons pray, you know, they, they pray. They, they say Jesus, but their Jesus is not the real Jesus, right? The Mormons Jesus is the spiritual brother of Lucifer, that's their belief in who Jesus is. So when they say Jesus, that is who they're talking to and who they're talking about. It's not the real Jesus, the actual son of God, who is God. Amen. So just because somebody is saying Jesus, it doesn't mean that they are a Christian. It doesn't mean that. Right. So in this instance, there's a deliverance ministry. They're delivering people, supposedly. In the name and the power of the Holy Spirit. But what you have to look at is this. First of all, it is they're not really doing that. Right. It's these are false apostles. Right. These these are false apostles. I believe that he believes he's doing the work of the Lord. I believe that. But he's immature. OK. And immature, immature Christians are not supposed to be in ministry. Because the devil tricks them through pride. The Bible clearly says that. And this man, is he's a prideful teacher. If you ever watch his videos, not that I'm encouraging you to watch them, but if you have seen them, then you that's one thing that's evident. He's a prideful person. Um, you know, and the way that he's speaking to the Lord. So my point is this. You have to look at the fruit. You know, these red flags. You can look at the fruit. So 
you know, I was I was definitely going out there to this event. Marika called me and she's like, hey, you still going to that event? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right. And I don't usually bring up Marika on this, on this, but this is important. Right. And so um, she's you still going on this event? I'm like, yeah. And, and you know, so then she's kind of like, well, you know, have you looked at his fruit? Like, you know, did you look at this? Or like, when when did Jesus ever, you know, when was Jesus all like, uh, man, I don't remember exactly what she said. But basically to the point, like, you know, when was Jesus ever flamboyant in how he was delivering people and, you know, having these, you know, these conversations with the demons and this, that. And I was like, I uh, never did. What about the apostles? When did the apostles do that? I'm like, yeah, they never did. But then I'm like, yeah, but Lester Sumrall was like, like, let's, you know, when did he ever put it on video with? And I'm like, well, Lester Sumrall was into that. Lester Sumrall made movies. And if he was alive during this time, you know, Lester Sumrall would have done it. He'd have put it on his phone. He would have, right? <laughs> That's just the type of guy he was, right? But she was like, but even then, like, was he really like talking into the camera? Was it like his show? You know, it's like, I'm like mm, actually, no, you know. She's like, so, you know, in getting off that conversation. So basically the thing was, look, look at how he's behaving, right? What manner of spirit is that, right? Right, that's not the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit does not respond like that. Holy Spirit does not do that, right? Jesus wasn't like that. The apostles weren't like that. I'm like, dad, you know, that's a good point. That's a very good point, you know? And uh, and then she reminded me, because I remember this was something we had learned before. She reminded me that what the devil can do, you know, would, and this was something I think we saw like some preachers out of Africa. Yeah, it was like this, this mega church in Africa. This was going on maybe like 10 years ago. And, you know, there was all of this big noise about this ministry and they're casting out demons and people are getting healed and this and that. But what what actually what Holy Spirit really revealed to us was, <clears throat> yeah, that man or those preachers, right? Some was men, some was women. They are actually casting demons out, but it's really a it's really a show. It's just a big show that the devil is doing to trick people. So as demons are coming out. The devil is actually putting more demons into the people, right? That's what's happening. So there's a lot of screaming. Demons are screaming. Oh, no. They're screaming. Their bodies are shaking and all types. It's just a big show. It's a big song and dance. It's smoke and mirrors. That's it. So these people are thinking that they got delivered from a demon. But the truth of the matter is, they don't really know that the demon is because they want you to feel. So how do you feel? Daniel Adams says this too after he gets done delivering people. How do you feel? You feel this, you feel that. We're not supposed to get caught up in our feelings. Why? Because, first of all, these are spirits. It's a spirit, okay? You don't feel a spirit. It's a spirit. You, you, you getting somebody all caught up in their flesh, how they feel, how you feel can be easily manipulated by the devil. I've mentioned this time and time again. Right. So what what happens with this ministry and other ministries like it? And again, this ministry is called the supernatural life. 
with Daniel Adams, right? Demons are supposedly being cast out of people, but really what's happening is either A, some demons are being cast out or it's just a show. They're not really leaving. They're just acting like they're leaving. But the more important thing is that more demons are being pumped into those people. So it would seem like they're being healed, but I've mentioned this before. When, the, you, when there's demonic healing, what happens is the devil sends in a stronger demon because there's no loyalty in the kingdom. He'll send in a stronger demon. There's no loyalty in Satan's kingdom. He'll send in a stronger demon to kick out or to cast out a weaker demon. So let's say the weaker demon caused somebody's, you know, oh, it's causing my, you know, my legs are kind of bent up. I can't walk straight. Or my back is hurting. Yeah, let's say this. The weaker demon is causing chronic back pain. So the false apostle who's showing himself as a minister of light is screaming, come out, you demon. I, you come out right now in the name of Jesus. Come out, you demon. Now he's saying Jesus. So, you know, it seems like by the name and the power and the authority that's given us to use the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that these things are coming out. But that's not what's happening because that minister is not a minister of the light. They may think that they are, but they're not operating in that because they're walking in pride or somewhere there's sin. But the devil is using them. It's a Trojan horse. So when they're saying the name of Jesus, those demons are not coming out in the name of Jesus because it's just like in the Bible when they said, you know, the seven sons of Sceva, they said, I command you to come out in the name of Jesus, whom Paul, whom Paul, Paul said. Then demons was like, um, Jesus, we know Paul, we know. Or was it Peter? It was either Peter or Paul. But they said, but you, we don't know you. Now, they did come out. But when they came out, they beat the clothes off of those off of those people. They literally beat the clothes off of them until they were naked, right? Because if you're trying to use the name of Jesus and, and you're not a Christian, okay, or you're you're not walking uprightly before the Lord, and you're trying to use the name of Jesus, guess what? You're using it falsely. <laughs> you're using it falsely. Them demons ain't got to listen to you. They don't have to listen to you because you ain't walking in authority. They ain't listening to you. So in these ministries with these, these false apostles, that's what's going on. They're, they're saying the name of Jesus, but they're not walking uprightly before the Lord. So those demons, they're not doing anything because the name of Jesus is being used because they don't have to. It's a show. <clears throat> it's a show to trick Christians. It's a show to trick people, right? And so what they do is, Again, they are supposedly casting demons out, but really what's going on is they're putting demons in people. Demons can be transferred by laying on of hands. Demons can be transferred by touch, right? They can. And that's why the Bible talks about lay hands on no man suddenly because you're not, you don't know what's going on. Something could jump into you. Now, this don't mean this doesn't mean that we should be afraid to pray for somebody if we're led to lay hands and pray for them. You do that. Right. 
But you just can't be laying hands on everybody because demons get passed that way. And that's what's happening. So, you know, you have people that are Christians and, and they went there with issues or whatnot, but they don't realize because see the devil, the devil has power, but see the devil can't, he can't make you do anything. Okay. He can't override your free will. He can't force you to serve in his kingdom. So what he does is he tricks you. That's what he does. He lies and he tricks you and he gets you to use your free will to serve him. Now, of course, if you knew you were serving Satan, if you're a Christian, if you even if you're saying you're a Christian, but you're not really Christian. If you knew that you were doing something that served the devil, you'd be like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that. He's the devil. I'm not serving. I ain't serving him at all. The devil is not dumb. He knows that. He knows you don't want to serve him. So he lies to you and he tricks you. He lies to me and he tricks me, right? That's what he does. He's been doing that since the beginning. Where was original sin? Original sin was found in, people say original sin, Adam Eve. No, original sin was found in, in Lucifer, in Satan. That's where it was found first in him. And then from there, he went and infected a third of the angelic host, came down here and spread his nasty filth all over this planet to infect God's creation. Right? That's original sin. Okay? Don't get it twisted. So anyway, my point is this. There's a lot of Christians that are going to these events. Shoot. I was on my way to the event. You know what I'm saying? That that event actually takes place this Friday. But God. <laughs> okay? But God. God sent Marika to come and talk to me. To, to give me a call and be like, hey. Mm, look at this. Look at that. Look at this. I was like, oh, snap. You know what? You right. I'm done. Ain't no big argument about it, right? You always have to leave room that you might be wrong. I always tell y'all that, right? You just might be wrong. So when it comes and, you know, she's telling me these things and I'm like, well, the, actually, I did see those flags, those red flags. Yep, 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 yep. I did see that. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. You know what? Thank you, Jesus. I repent. I'm done, done, right? And so he saved me, right? The Bible says even the very elect would be deceived if possible, right? That's what Satan, that's what he does. That's what he does. But God, the Lord intervened. He saw I wasn't making the correction. <laughs> I was trying, I was trying. I was zealous for the Lord, but I was off track, right? I was off track. And he got me back on track. Thank you, Jesus. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about how, how, how did I get off track? How was I deceived, right? And, and, and this is how a lot of people are deceived, right? Because we're not checking with the Lord first. So what the Lord did, he took me this morning. And yes, it was the Lord. He took me. Oh, Lord, where is it? Oh, first Samuel. Thank you. My normal Bible is in the car using this other Bible. Let me see. Oh, where was it? First Samuel. Oh. Yeah, hold on one second. Hold on one second. First Samuel 23. Okay. Right? 
Yeah, first Samuel twenty-three. Okay. Hold on, hold on. First Samuel. Okay, here we go. Now, if if you do this, and if I do this, man, we will save ourselves so much trouble. Okay. I'm just going to read from verse 1. 1 Samuel 23rd, verse 1. And the title of it says, David saves the city of Kayla. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that word right, but I'm going to say Kayla. Then they told David saying, look, the Philistines are fighting against Kayla and they are robbing the threshing floors. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I go and attack these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, go and attack the Philistines and save Kayla. But David's men said to him, look, we are afraid here in Judah. How much more than if we go to Kayla against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of the Lord once again, and the Lord answered him and said, arise, go down to Kayla. For I will deliver the Philistines into your hand. And David and his men went to Kayla and fought with the Philistines, struck them with a mighty blow and took away their livestock. So David saved the inhabitants of Kayla. Now it happened when Abiathar, the son of Ahimelech, fled to David at Kayla, that he went down with an ephod in his hand. And Saul was told that David had gone to Kayla. So Saul said, God has delivered him into my hand, for he has shut himself in by entering a town that has gates and bars. Then Saul called all the people together for war to go down to Kayla to besiege David and his men. When David knew that Saul plotted evil against him, he said to Abiathar the priest, bring the ephod here. Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has certainly heard that Saul seeks to come to Kayla to destroy the city for my sake. Will the men of Kayla deliver me into his hand? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, will the men of Kayla deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will deliver you. So David and his men, about 600, arose and departed from Kayla and went wherever they could go. Then it was told Saul that David had escaped from Kayla. So he halted the expedition. So look at this right there. Right. So what Holy Spirit was showing me is like, look at the interaction, the dynamic interaction between David and the Lord. Now, it may seem like when something goes down. You know, like they say, uh, there's a fight or a flight. You do something. I got to do something. I got to take action, right? We can look even at King Saul. When King Saul got in trouble that time when he really got in trouble with the Lord. And the Lord, you know, the prophet told him, do not leave. Don't leave yet, right? He, he had to come and do something. But King Saul was like, he's waiting, he's waiting. And then he took action. What he figured was action. So he took it upon himself to get the ephod and seek the Lord on the matter and do all this stuff, which was an evil thing to do. He wasn't a priest. He wasn't called to do that. It was an evil thing that he did. Right. But this is what people do. 
I do it sometimes, right? And every time one of God's people does this, when they take action without seeking the Lord on the matter, it is always going to end up bad, okay? <clears throat> I'm telling you, every single time that I walked into a trap, of course I walked into the trap willingly because the trap is not laid in plain view of the birds. If you knew it was a trap, the birds wouldn't go into it. It's a trap. But if you lean onto your own understanding instead of trusting in the Lord with all your heart, that if you seek him on the matter, he is going to answer you. If, if, if you don't do that, you're going to end up in a trap. Right. And I think there's been like maybe five, four or five major traps that the Lord. What am I talking about, please? Within the last, I say, 18 months, I say, yeah, maybe 18 months, there's been five major traps that the Lord delivered me out of. Major, right? But God, I was thanking him this morning. I'm like, wow, Lord, if it wasn't for you, I would have been destroyed. That time, that time, that time, that time, that time, that time. Oh, Wow. And I'm like, well, okay, well, hold on, hold on. Like, it's good that you deliver me, but Lord, how am I getting into these situations? I love you. I'm seeking, you know, I'm praying, I'm seeking, I'm doing this. No, 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 no. It's this. It's this right here in 1 Samuel 23. David's action, his first action is to inquire of the Lord. So even if it's something that seems as obvious and maybe you don't need to ask the Lord. So in this example, verse one, then they told David saying, look, the Philistines are fighting against Caleb and they are robbing the threshing floors. Now, this seems like an obvious injustice as a man of God. Of course, David's going to go and, and swoop down and jack those jokers up and make them stop. But what was David's first action? Verse one says what it says, and it ends with, and they are robbing the threshing floors. Verse two says, therefore, right? Therefore, those people are doing this. Therefore, in other words, therefore, the next action that David took, therefore, David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go and attack these Philistines? See that? That is the Christian's first action. That is to be our first action. Anything other than that, it's gonna result in trouble. So these, these traps that the Lord delivered me out of over the last 18 months and literally just this one this week, y'all, I would have walked into that place and got pumped full of demons, right? Man, oh man, wow, thank you, Lord. But this is how the devil works. He's very deceitful, he's very slick. So when we think he can't out slick us, he can't outthink us, he already he already tricked us because the devil is that crafty. You have to understand, he's been around longer than humanity has existed. He is, and he was able to deceive angels that stood in the present that was in heaven. Deceiving you or me is child's play. It's child's play. You understand that? 
So we, we have to make some corrections. I had to repent and make some corrections before the Lord, my God, this morning. I'm like, Lord, this stops today. This stops today. I see the pattern. I saw how you deliver me. And I saw each time how I got into it. Why? Because I didn't do what David did. Some things I inquired the Lord on, right? Most things I inquired the Lord on, but sometimes I don't. But I prayed about it. Yeah, but I prayed after in my heart, I made the decision on what I was going to do or what I wasn't going to do. Then I prayed about it. Oh, too late. See, the first action was not to inquire of the Lord. The first action was to decide in my heart what I was going to do. See that? But then, but I prayed, Lord. But the Bible says what? The human heart is desperately deceitful and wicked above all else. Who can know it? You see that? I prayed, Lord, I prayed. Mm, come on now. The first decision that you made, talking about me, and it might be you too, was to decide in my heart what course of action I was going to take. Then the next course of action was, oh, let me pray to the Lord. That is wrong, wrong. And that is how I ended up in each one of those traps, almost being destroyed, but God, including this very last time here. But if you look at what David did, the man after God's own heart, the first thing David did is said, therefore, David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go and attack these Philistines? Even though it might have looked, it might have seemed like it was an obvious thing, like he should go down. And guess what? He didn't make the decision in his heart. So you, it is not just that David inquired of the Lord. David did not allow his emotions to override him. He didn't allow, you understand that? It wasn't like, oh man, the Philistines are down there, they're taking this stuff. We, we got to go do this. No, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. He already knew. Let me ask the Lord. It could be a trap. You know, maybe the Lord's going to handle that. So I don't know exactly what David was thinking, but we can clearly see in this that David didn't make up in his heart one way or the other what he was going to do or not do. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I go and attack these Philistines? He didn't make a move. Right. One way or the other, but he took action. And so you and I today, we can know that this is what the Lord wants for us. Right. This is what the Lord. He wants us. Our first action is, is to inquire of the Lord. Now, look. There's even more of that. There's more of that throughout this entire chapter. There's this dynamic conversation between David and the Lord. It keeps happening. <clears throat> now, look at this. So the Lord told it. And the Lord said to David, go and attack the Philistines and save Kayla. Right. So obviously David went back to his men and said, hey, the Lord said, go attack. And David's men answered him. Right. Look, we are afraid here in Judah. How much more than if we go to Kayla against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of the Lord once again. David didn't just take it upon himself. Oh, these people said this and that. And what they're saying does make sense. Yeah, I'm going to go do this. He didn't do that. He went right back to the Lord and he inquired of the Lord again. And then it says, and the Lord answered him and said, arise, go down to Kayla, for I will deliver the Philistines into your hands. Right. 
So you see again, David asked. The Lord answered. David asked. The Lord answered. And it's happening even more times in this same chapter. Right? It's the same thing. When David knew that Saul plotted evil against him, he said to Abiathar the priest, bring the ephod here. Right? Then David said, then David said, O Lord God of Israel. Right? He's asking him questions. Will the men of Caleb deliver me into his hand? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And what does it say? And the Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, will the men of Caleb deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will deliver you. Right? So based on that, then David took action. So David and his men, about 600, arose and departed from Kayla and went wherever they could go. Right? Then it was told Saul that David had escaped from Kayla. So he halted the expedition. In other words, look, the trap that you set up for David, it just failed. He's out of the trap now. You missed the window. David's not in the trap anymore. Right? Why? Because he sought the Lord again. Trust the Lord. Right? Trust the Lord <laughs> with your own heart, right? Excuse me. Excuse me. That's not what it says. It says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not into the and lean not into your own understanding. That's what it says, right? So David trusted in the Lord with everything in him. And this is what we have here. There, there is well, with us, and I, I even look at with me, I was praying about this morning. I'm like, it's it's a it's a lack of trust. It's a lack of trust that, Lord, if I, like, I have trust that if I pray to you about a script, you know, hey, what's the scripture? You're going to tell me, or if there's something that you're going to tell me, but going back and forth like that, whoa, would you, would you talk to me like that, Lord? Would you talk to me like that? And I'm sure I'm not the only Christian that's thinking that, well, you know, I know you talk to David like that, or I know you talk to prophets like that, but would you talk to me like that? But the answer is yes, he would. That's why it's there in the Bible. That's, that's why it's there in the Bible, right? If we trust the Lord like that, then he'll answer us like that. I think that's the way it works, right? And I say think because I just now repented before the Lord before I did this podcast, right? I said, okay, Lord, moving forward, this is it. I, I'm, I done prayed. I trust, I'm trusting you like this. I'm seeking you on these things. I'm going to do just like David did because that is the way that God wants us to be. He don't want us just taking off on some random assignment or doing xyz because it looks a certain way or you think it's going to turn out a certain way we don't have to guess that's what the world does we don't have to do that amen we have a god who is real the real god who's watching over us for good and not to harm us right um he wants us to pray to him he, he tells us to to bring our petitions to him he will answer us so it's just a matter of trust on our part. So, so we have to decide, okay, Lord, I'm going to first repent. Secondly, decide that you're going to trust the Lord like this. You're going to trust the Lord with your life that he really is going to answer you when you cry out to him. Like Psalm 91 talks about, like you really, he really will do that. And if you, if you do this, then you will avoid the traps because David did this. The resultant was right. Then it was told Saul that David had escaped from Kayla. So he halted the expedition. The devil has so many traps for you and for me. So many traps. 
you have no idea how many traps and you you don't know how to get out of these traps the only way to do it is with the lord's help the devil is way smarter than any human you take every human together and combine them the devil is still way smarter than all of them don't get it twisted right so this is how you avoid traps okay seek the lord first like david did that is the first action that you take is to stop get still before the lord the bible says be still and know that i am god get still before the lord and you ask him lord do you want me to do this lord should i do this lord is this an evil thing so even with me i'm like okay now i see what i could have done should have should have done lord is this an evil thing or is it of you? Is that ministry of you or is it Satan pulling a fast one on me and, and your people? What is it? And he would have let me know in his own way. OK. And so, yeah, I wanted to come out and share this with you. One, to shine light on that ministry, the supernatural life with Daniel Adams, false apostle. Right. Demons doing satanic wonders. Right. Weaker demons getting cast out. Stronger demons being pumped into those people. So they're going to have issues. The issues that they had, yeah, they're gone. But in a hot second, they're going to have other issues. Right? And not even just physical issues, right? If the man is walking in pride and arrogance and rebellion and what, guess what? That's what's over that whole thing is saturated in that. So those people are going for one thing, but they're, they're leaving out with something very, very different. And they're going to have problems that they don't even realize because they've been deceived. They thought they got something good and instead they did not. They got demons. So please do not have anything to do with that ministry. Um, and yes, be aware the devil can do that. He's just putting on a big show. Demons are screaming and crying and everything else. It's just a show. Right. But no man or woman of God should be walking around like, yeah, devil. Yeah, it's just it's just, yeah, now you're mine. You're mine. Come on out. Yeah, that's a show. That's just a big show. It's an ego trip. OK, God is not in that at all. Y'all ain't never seen Jesus do that in the Bible, nor will you ever see him do that. He never, ever told his people to act like that. We're we're humble people. And you walk in authority and delivering somebody. I mean, Marika brought this point up to me, too. We have delivered people from demons. <clears throat> demons are very powerful. Number one. OK. They don't just come out because you said, oh, no, no, no. It takes great focus, great intensity in prayer, fasting and prayer. And even when you're right there, one person may be speaking. There's other people that's praying. It's it's a very intense thing. You ain't up dancing around and throwing your hands up and being flamboyant. And I command you out. out. <laughs> it's none of that. Bunch of shenanigans. Right. So anyway. Be advised. I always like to say, you know, hey, be wary, right? Be warned. Be wise. Okay. So anyway, on that note, remember, 1 Samuel 23rd shows you how the Lord wants his people to interact with him. If you do this, right, and you wait upon the Lord, you seek him first. And then you wait for his answer. So those are the first two action steps as a Christian. The first two action steps, A-C-T-I-O-N, action. 
It doesn't mean that you're getting up and you're taking action. I'm going to jump in my car and drive. I'm going to go buy. No, 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 no. The first two action steps. Number one, inquire of the Lord or seek the Lord or ask the Lord. That's right. Inquire him. Number two, be still and wait for his answer. And then number three, then do whatever it is he told you to do without delay. Those are your first actions. Something pops up in your life. Step one. Hmm. Immediately. Let me see what the Lord says about this. Even if you think it don't look like this or it looks like, doesn't matter. What did David do? Therefore, David inquired of the Lord. Right. Step number one. Step number two. Wait. And see what the Lord said. Step number three, do whatever the Holy Spirit told you to do. <clears throat> you do that without delay. And if you do those three things, you will escape the trap, the snare of the fowler. Right. That's what David did. Then it was told Saul that David had escaped from Kayla. You see. Saul was licking his lips. He, he was licking his lips. He was so excited. He was so excited. Look at what Saul said, right? Saul was told that David had gone to Kayla. So Saul said, God has delivered him into my hand, for he has shut himself in by entering a town that has gates and bars. Then Saul called all the people together for war to go down to Caleb to besiege David and his men. He's like, that's it. David messed up now. He's in that city. He can't get out. Ha <laughs> ha. He can't get out. He's in a trap. I got him. I got him. Right. He called all his fighting men, not some. He called all of them. We're going to go surround David. We're going to we got that joker now. We got him. But then it was told Saul that David had escaped from Kayla. So, so he he being Saul halted the expedition. He told his guys, hey, everybody, stop, stop. David's gone. He got out the trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going back. It's a waste of time. And that's the same thing the devil does. Stop, stop, stop. She got out the trap. The demons go back and they report, she got out the trap, master. They get punished. She got out the trap. In other words, that, that, that game plan is off. Now you got to do something else. Master, master. He, he got out. He got out the trap. Right? He, he escaped. And the devil will punish those de demons because they failed to destroy you. Those demons that were sent to destroy me, guess what? They got punished. Because they failed. They had to go and report. Michael, Mike Dillard got out the trap. He, he escaped again, master. Ah! Satan punished him. And he, you know, he's, he, he's figuring out another plan to get me, right? Or to get you. That's how it works. So use these three steps. And you will always escape the snare of the fowler every single time. Now, I just got to say this and then we come into a close. If you find yourself in a trap, like I found myself in a trap. See, you don't find yourself in a trap. The Lord will send somebody to you. If you're a person that listens to the Lord, it wasn't that I don't listen. I listen to the Lord. If he tell me, I, I listen to him, right? If you're somebody that listens to the Lord, 
you really serve the Lord, not somebody that says they do and they really don't. No, no, no. If you really his, the Lord's not just going to allow the devil to pluck you out of his hand. He, he doesn't work like that. Ain't nobody bad enough to just take you from God's hands. They're not big enough, bad enough, bold enough. They are not. Okay? They're not. The Lord will send somebody by you to say, hey, did you, did you look at this? Like he did with Marika. Like he's done before my friend, my brother Wyatt. Right? He's done with my daughter Kyra. He will send people by that have a real relationship with him. And they'll start asking you questions. Now, if you prideful, and this is why I always say, hey, you got to leave some room for the fact that you might be wrong. People that are prideful are so full of themselves. They don't leave any room for the fact that they might be wrong because they're full of themselves. You don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. And they just leave off and end up getting destroyed. Oh, could have been averted. So, again, I'm going to say this. Always leave room for the fact you might be wrong. And if you are walking into a trap, know that the Lord is faithful. He's going to send somebody to tell you, hey. And they may not just say you're wrong. So like Marika didn't just come and say, hey, you're wrong. No, she's asking me questions. The Lord already revealed to her that ministry is jacked up. Your brother's about to walk into that trap, right? Hey, hey, intercept, intercept, right? Have you looked at this? Have you looked at that? Did you look at the fruit? Huh? Oh, oh, you, you, uh, you know what? Remember this? Remember that? Oh, that's right. Oh, it's a trap. Oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. Right. If you're humble, you'll be able to hear the voice of Holy Spirit telling you it's a trap. It's a trap. Turn around. OK. <laughs> and that's how you get out of the trap. So one. You can avoid it altogether by doing those three action steps found in 1 Samuel 23. Okay? But if you actually did get in a trap and you really are somebody that loves the Lord, you really do belong to him, then know that the Lord is going to send somebody. Some, Y'all always see God. The Lord will send you somebody to warn you. Right? You're going in the wrong direction. It's a trap. Oh. And you must be humble. If you're humble, you'll receive the message. You'll get out of the trap. Okay? Pride comes before a fall. Haughtiness before destruction. Right? So, remember, be humble. Okay? And that's it. That is it. That is it. That is it. So, one last time. Remember, the supernatural life with Daniel Adams, false apostle, false ministry. They're not really healing people. They're not really casting demons out. What's really happening is more demons are actually being pumped into those people. And they're going to have an even worse problem than they had before. Be not deceived. And the scripture says. Where is it? For such. Uh, 2 Corinthians 11 verse 13 through 15. For such men are false apostles deceitful workmen disguising themselves as apostles of Christ and no wonder for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light so it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness their end will correspond to their deeds and on that note remember I love you guys with the love of the Lord
right? Always submit yourself first unto God, then resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.